be the best. I want to be the best. Simple as play. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. Part two, man. We got part two of the series. We got a familiar face in the house. Junior, what's up? Let the people know how you doing, man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. I'm here. We're ready to do this part two. Let's get to an Eastern Conference. Let's get it done. Eastern Conference, exactly. Junior said it. Hit it on the nail, man. We got the Eastern Conference today. And if there is a delay, I do apologize to you guys because, you know, Zoom got a little delay going on. Wi-Fi is not doing good with us here, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? The show must go on, so we will keep going on, man. So let's do this, man. So we got the Eastern Conference just the same same as last week, but instead of the Western Conference, we got East. So we're just going to jump right into this, just like how last week we started with the champs. We're going to start with the – I mean, not the champs, but who's the East is closest to the champs. So we got we got the Heat, man. We got the Heat as the first team. I gave the Heat a C plus. Okay, I give the Heat a C plus because they, they had a, they had a good draft. They, they drafted Precious Akunagi. I can't even say his name with the twentieth pick. Sign sign Avery Bradley. Sign Maurice Harkless. But what what hurts to me is that they lost Jay Crowder, lost Derek Jones Jr., lost Solomon Hill. And the reason why I give them a C plus is because every Bradley and, and, and Maurice Harless are good players, but I'm not sure exactly how they'll fit on the team because every Bradley is, plays two. He's not going to play over Jimmy Dragic or Duncan Robinson. So that's, that's a little bit of con, uh, confusion, but I did want to say that precious, uh, the, the draft pick that they picked up precious. I think he has great potential under bam. That's like another like agile big. So, I mean, I, I think that he got a C plus Jenner, what you feel about that? I got him on the C plus as well. I, I do. I think that that off the bat, we're already agreeing on the grades. But a little bit about Bradley, though. Like I think he could play the one as well. I think he's got he's got. He's not a ball handler per se, but on defense, I feel like he can guard pretty much any guard. That's kind of what he did on the Lakers. On the Lakers, you remember he was playing the one, KCP the two, LeBron the three, despite being the ball handler. And uh, but you know you saw Avery Bradley kind of play into that one role, but I think he could kind of play either one of them. So you know Bradley's a great pickup. He was a solid piece for the Lakers last year. Um, I think honestly for him the writing was on the wall. He saw that the Lakers could win without him, so maybe he thought he wasn't needed, and and he decided to go to Miami. Uh, but honestly, the only thing that's a little weird is I want to see how much he's going to play this season, because as we know. He chose not to go to a COVID-free safe bubble in Florida last season just to go to Florida this season with no bubble. Uh, so let's see if he'll even play. And it's not, that's not a dig at him, but what I'm saying is just like the conditions were safer last year than they are this year, and now he's in Florida still. So, so you know, let's see how much he even plays. That's Again, not a dig on him, but all I'm saying is just like he couldn't play because of the bubble last time, so is he going to play? Is he going to be available? You know, best type of ability is going to be delayed, but I know you're going to say availability. Exactly. Uh, so so they re-signed Bam Adebayo and Dragic, which is nice. But like you said, lost Crowder, lost Derek Jones Jr. And I thought they were in the Giannis sweepstakes, but um, I now clearly they're not because he re-signed. But even before he re-signed, um, you know, none of the moves that they made predicted them getting Giannis or leaving space for Giannis. So – Maybe they already knew he wasn't going to sign. You know, it's the same thing when, you know, the Lakers were in the Giannis sweepstakes before. 
And then as soon as they signed, they gave LeBron an extension. They signed AD to this massive contract. They thought, oh, maybe Giannis is going to not, maybe Giannis is going to resign. You know, obviously the NBA is going to know stuff before we know. So, uh, except for me, I have my sources. But, uh, <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, oh, I mean, I guess, I guess back to Miami, you know. I think they got a C plus. A good offseason, average offseason, I'd say. So, yeah. I, a I, a fair grade. Couldn't couldn't agree any couldn't agree anymore, man. Exactly. Uh, so moving on to the next team, we got the Atlanta Hawks, man. Wow, what a good off season, man. Uh, a minus yeah. for me. I give them an A minus. I give them an A minus, man. They drafted Aneka Onuki. Like they they got a bunch of players <laughs> in this draft. Guys, they got a bunch of players in this draft with just the craziest name. But the, the, they drafted Lamella Ball's high school teammate. He played in high. He played at Chino Hills with Lamella Ball, the 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 guy they drafted with the sixth pick. They signed Danilo Gallinari, which I was watching the Hawks game yesterday. Whoo, he's cold. Signed Rondo, which I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. To be honest with you, signed Chris Dunn. This is a good veteran presence for 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 Trey Young. Yeah, de- definitely, definitely. Signed, signed Solomon Hill, signed, signed Bogdan- Bogdanovich. But what hurts to me is that they lost Jeff Teague, lost Dwayne Dedman, and what hurts most is they lost Vince Carter to retirement, man. VC finally finally hung his shoes up, man. But uh, the reason why I gave them the A- minus is because they went from the bottom of the East to playoff contenders. They are legit playoff contenders now. And I think that they're they're – uh, their three-point shooting, their range is going to be money this year. They're going to be money no, from deep. Man. And we got, and like these are only the off-season moves. Let's not forget they also signed, they also got Clint Capella in that in that in that trade. So they have Clint Capella, which is going to be nice too. He has some great preseason moments. So how do you feel about the Hawks, Junior? I, it's funny actually. So as soon as you said Atlanta, I was like, what? Because I got a name minus as well for him. So we're two for two. Uh, I agree with you, man. They got, you know, solid pieces from last year. Last year they had a developing Trey Young. It was developing, but already super good. They had John Collison's developing and still, you know, getting better yeah. and better. They had Clint Capella, who's a solid piece. And now all of a sudden they come in swooping out of nowhere and just picking up free agents left and right. Uh, Bogdanovich, which was a little bit of an overpay, but they needed to do it. And I think it works out well. It's going to round out their team real well because they got Bogdanovich's a shooter, Trey Young's a shooter, Gallinari's a shooter. You know, that was a huge pickup for them, Gallinari. Um, and like you said, DC retiring, but then they got Rondo now to bring that veteran leadership, you know. And I think Rondo's going to contribute more than Vince Carter was contributing because Vince Carter was like 41 and his game was all dunks already anyway, right? So, like, there's not much left of dunking at 41 for a professional athlete because, you know, they just, just put all this wear and tear on their body. I'll still be dunking at 41. <laughs> uh, but Rondo, you know, he's a player that maybe doesn't need his athleticism as much. His 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 power is up there, you know. So uh, um, he's got a, he's got that veteran leadership. He can uh, he can help teach Trey Young. Next time they see Chris Paul, he's gonna piece him again. Uh, <laughs> and then they got they got Chris Dunn for cheap too, which was nice. Like and pay that much for Chris Dunn. And they didn't really lose anybody of value, I think. Like, I think just maybe Jeff Teague, but I don't think Dwayne Dedman was that big of a loss for them considering what they brought in. So I agree with you. They went from bottom of the East to, um, to, to a playoff contention. I actually, I, I'm confident they will be in the playoffs this year. Put it on wax right now. It's the second wax prediction. 
they will be in the playoffs next season. I mean, they have to. Okay, it, barring major injuries, they should be in the playoffs next season. That's that's my guess. Great move by 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 the Hawks GM. I forgot his name, but he looks like somebody I know. But yeah, great move, great move by by the Hawks. Period. The Hawks organization. That's not. Let's not just cut the credit to the GM. Just to everybody. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, the Hawks. The Hawks had a great had a great off season. Um, one one of the best actually in the East. But moving on to the next team, I got the Cleveland Cavaliers. Real quick, real quick. What's up? Real quick. Did you say they're the best offseason or one of the best? One of the best. Not number one. Not number one. Interesting. I initially had them as my number one, but as I did the list, they actually became number two for me. So I'm curious to see who you got for number one. I think I think we have the same team because I think only two good teams, only two teams in the East had really good offseasons, and the Hawks is one of them. So we'll see. We'll get to it. But let's get to the Cavs now. Okay, all right. So 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 for the Cavs, I, I gave the Cavs a C. Uh, because to be honest with you, they didn't really do much. Like, didn't really get that much better or that much worse. They did lose Tristan Thompson, Jordan Bell, uh, but then they resigned. Uh, d- but then, but then they signed uh, Javale McGee and Thon Maker, which which are which are good pickups. But I, I, I like. I would say Javale McGee and Tristan Thompson are pretty even. Like to be honest with you, so like I think the, the I think biggest highlight. I think that the, the biggest highlight that they had was was their their fifth pick, which is another name is hard to pronounce, Isaac Okeroko or something like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I gave I gave just them a C, regular C. How you feel, Jenner? I got I got him at a C plus. Um, I think they did nothing except they got McGee uh, for only a few picks. So so that was that was good for them, especially given that they lost Thompson. So, you know, it's good to replace a big that they lost. Uh, aside from that, though, nothing else. Just in an average offseason, he made a good pick, like you said. Isaac O. I'm going to just leave it at that. Uh, and I think they had to get into just an average, if not slightly above average offseason. So I just gave him a C plus. Okay. Okay. So moving on to the next team, I got the Celtics. I gave the Celtics a, I gave the Celtics a B minus. The reason why I gave it a B minus is because – they signed Tristan Thompson, which is great. Signed Jeff T, which is great. Resigned Taco Falls on, the, on that two-way contract, which is which is real cheap. You know what I'm saying? Because he could become something great, but also could not. But what I think what I think hurts is losing is losing Gordon Hayward, losing Ennis Kanter, losing Brad Wanamaker, and like Tristan Thompson makes up for what Ennis Kanter what Ennis Kanter uh, brought. Jeff T makes up for. Are you sure? What? I, are you sure? I know you're leader of the Ennis Kanter fan club. So, are you sure Thompson makes up for that? He can. He, he can at least. He can at least come close to halving what. what he can Ennis lace Kanter up his shoes. <laughs> as long as he laces them up. So, uh, so I think, and I think Jeff Teague will make up for the scoring that uh, that Gordon Hayward leaves out with him not being there. But I think what hurts most, and the reason why they got the B minus, is is. Brad Watermaker, which which is crazy. It's like who's Brad Watermaker? But like he he brought solid bench scoring for them, and now they lost that solid bench scoring. And I think that now we'll see we'll we'll see who who's going to be able to who's because Jeff T's going to start. So we'll we'll see who's going to be able to have that spark off the bench when the starters are on the bench. How do you feel about the Celtics? Jeff T's going to start. Uh, wouldn't Kemba Walker start? Oh, if he plays, <laughs> if he yeah, plays. That's true. Best type of ability? 
is availability. Yes, sir. Uh, so, yeah, no, I gave them a C plus, actually, uh, because they lost a significant player for nothing. They, they, they lost Gordon Hayward. For no- they couldn't even get a sign-and-trade. Like, everybody's getting sign-and-trades nowadays. Remember, uh, the Warriors got a sign-and-trade with Kevin Durant. I mean, lots of players, lots of teams with sign-and-trades. And the Celtics, supposedly, you know, Danny Ainge is supposed to be this 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 great GM that that can pull off all sorts of wizard. The, the, Rob Palinka is what Celtics fans think that Danny Ainge is, and uh, he couldn't even get a, a sign and trade down for Gordon Hayward. Anyway, bro, he, do you know who he was dealing with? Mitch Kupchak, bro, and Michael Jordan. That's like the worst front office you could possibly get. And I can talk about Mitch Kupchak because he screwed up some moves, man. Uh, uh, he's he's done his fair share of good moves, but man, he's been on a downhill climb since those that Luol Deng and Timothy Mosgoff deals. But that's another story. Uh, uh, so man, he was dealing with one of the worst front front offices in the league, and he still couldn't even get a sign and trade. That's that's weak. Um, and and honestly, the the only reason I gave him a C instead of like a C minus is because they re-signed. Or not re-signed. Or I guess that's yeah, re-signed, re-signed or extended a player that's a franchise saver. My boy Jason Tatum. Uh, man, I like Jason Tatum so much. He's coming. I remember when the Lakers drafted Lonzo Ball. I was like, no, draft Jason Tatum instead. You know they needed a guard. I get it, but they should have. They should have never traded D'Angelo Russell, and they should have kept D'Angelo Russell and then brought Jason Tatum along. Ooh wee, but this isn't the Lakers talk podcast. Let me let me go back. Uh, um, but anyway, they were able to pick up uh, Tristan Thompson for cheap, which is good too. But you know, they lost John's favorite player, Anna Skanter, so it, it's it's tough to 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 give them a much better grade than a C plus. It's kind of where I'm at with that. Okay, okay, I got you. Uh, so how about let's move on to a different team. Let's move on to what I think is the the third best team in the East to. Uh, well, off seasons move. I think I think they were the fir- the third best team. And number one, we'll still get to number one a little later. But number three, the best, the number third best off season moves. I'm going with the Pistons, man. I gave the Pistons a B plus, man. So look, so they drafted Killen Hayes with the seventh pick. They also drafted Isaiah Stewart with the 16th pick. Traded for Delonte Wright. Traded for uh, Rodney Magruder. Traded for Dwayne Dedman. But that's not th- th- that's not the big part. Their signings, their free agency was crazy. They went from a bottom seed team to a playoff team. They signed Jeremy Grant, signed Mason Plumlee, signed Jaleel Okafor, Josh Jackson, signed my guy LiAngelo Ball, but then cut him after one game. <laughs> Didn't even play him. Jeez. Didn't even play him, then cut him. But, again, what, the reason why I could not give him that A is because they lost Luke Kennard, lost Christian Wood, and I've been watching Christian Wood, boy. He's 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 gonna come out to be real good. I don't know what they were doing trading him, so uh, so that hurts. They also lost Brendan Knight, John Henson, Thon Maker. But the reason why I give them that B, that's the reason why I can't give them an A because they lost all those players. But the reason why I give them the B plus is because they finally put a team around D Rose and Blake Griffin. D Rose and Blake Griffin finally now have a chance, and. One thing that one one thing I do want to bring up that is kind of funny is I bet you Andre Drummond is killing himself right now. He was there for like eight years. They didn't do nothing. Went to the Cavs, which is worse than them, and now they did something. So he's probably killing himself. But uh, one thing that but I do want to ask: paid. He getting paid though. He getting paid. One thing I want to ask you though, Jenner. So 
uh, this free agency, they picked up Jeremy Grant, who actually, for the eight of the eight seasons that he's been in the NBA, seven of those eight, he's played Blake Griffin's position. So my question to you is, what do you think the Pistons will do? Do you think they'll move Blake, or you think they'll move Jeremy Grant? I think they move Jeremy Grant because he is he he's not as beefy as 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 Blake Griffin, and I honestly think that he can play the three better than he can play the four. I think he was playing a lot of the three actually during the the playoffs with the Nuggets. If I'm mistaken, he was playing the three a lot, or at least on defense he was because I know he was going after LeBron. And uh, honestly, like I think I think that moving they could easily fit in Grant at the three, keep Blake at the four, and then just have Derrick Rose obviously run the one. So. I think Grant's a versatile enough player that I shouldn't be a problem. So they can, they can make it work. Okay. And, how, how, and yeah. how do you feel about the Pistons? I gave him, I gave, I gave him a B minus. I think adding Grant was huge, but losing Christian Wood was big too. Like I, I wasn't ready to say maybe they're the third best team in the, in the East as far as moves, just because losing Christian Wood is tough. Like you said, man, he's making like, he's a solid player. It's tough to lose Christian Wood. And and here's the thing about because you said you said you know they lost Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard is not that good in my opinion. Okay, but I'm gonna tell you this. This is what I'm gonna tell you. Uh, uh, losing Luke Kennard hurts the Pistons more than gaining Luke Kennard helps the Clippers. And the reason I say that is because the Pistons aren't swimming in talent, right? On paper, the Clippers have a good team. You know, uh, I mean they have Kawhi. That's it, because uh, Paul George sucks. But uh, no, they, they, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, they're not swimming in talent, right? So losing him actually, I think, will affect them more than adding him to the Clippers affects the Clippers. Um, like you said, Plumlee, Josh Jackson, Jaleel Okafor, they're all good additions, but not great additions. So um, if Plumlee plays like he used to, sure. Um, but Jackson and Okafor, like, they were – if you look, I mean, they all got drafted pretty high. I think Jackson was like third or fourth, and Okafor was Okafor was pretty high too. Yeah, when he was initially drafted. So if they play like they were supposed to when they got drafted, or like hey, when they were predicted to play, they'll be a really good team. So this has got a potential to become a great offseason, but I just want to see how it unfolds and how it develops. You know, so that's why I think they're good additions, but they're not great additions. It's kind of it's kind of how I feel about it. But uh, but uh, but I want to know what, what do you think about about Jeremy Grant and Blake Griffin at the three and four? Uh, is that something that you think that will be a problem for them? Do you think it could cause chemistry issues? Like how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that it, it depends how the how the the Pistons handle it, right? So if, if the Pistons are if the Pistons don't give consistent minutes to Blake Griffin at the four, then I think that ke- that chemistry issues can 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 arise, right? But if they from the, from the rip at the beginning of the season, set, let Blake know what he's doing. Let Jeremy Grant know what he's doing. Let another let him know their positions right. and don't switch it. Then uh, it'll be good. But I think that if they keep flip flopping, flip flopping, flip flopping, I think that some some chemistry issues will, will will grow because that that's the number one thing I thought of when I was doing this list. I was like, hmm, that's crazy. So Jeremy Grant played Blake's position for more than half of all of his all of his career. Uh, his career, but like how you mentioned, he was thriving a lot at the three uh, on Denver uh, last year. But then again, the league is also positionless now, so you know, <laughs> it's just That's like kind of out there. Who? Yeah, exactly. All right, exactly. Cool, cool. Who you got next? All right. So now let's move to the six. Let's move to the six. Let's talk about the Raptors, man. Let's talk about the Toronto Raptors. I gave them a D. 
I gave him a D, one of the lowest grades Woo! in the offseason. A D, man, yes. My guy was aggressive with those grades. Check this out. Look, this is this is why. This is why I gave him the D. So they signed Aaron Baines, signed Boss. Alex Lent. <laughs> so so so, so the, they signed Alex Len, re-signed re, were they able to re-sign uh, Chris Chris Boucher? I, I think that's his name. He he has a lot Boucher. of Boucher. Yeah. He 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 has a lot of uh, a lot of potential. The young real young cat. It's got to get a lot bigger. Uh, but to me, what hurts and the reason why I gave them a D is because they lost Ibaka and they lost Marcus Hall and they lost uh, uh, Rondo Hollis Jefferson, right? So the Raptors' most common starting lineup last year consisted of Marcus Gasol starting as center. So they lost their starting center. Their second most common lineup as center was Serge Ibaka. They lost Serge Ibaka. So they lost their, their number one and number two option as starting lineup, and they signed two centers who are worse than those two guys in 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 Alex Lynn and uh, in Aaron Baines. So uh, I don't really see the I don't really see the future like looking too bright for the Raptors. I, I and I feel bad. You know I hope I hope my guy Spicy P figures something out and um, maybe gets out of there or something because I don't know now and I'm now losing those two guys that hurts. <laughs> you come to LA. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I actually gave him a C minus, but you know, uh, looking at this grade, maybe I should have given him like a D or a D plus because they, they, they lost Ibaka and Gasol, and that's huge. Like that's no one they added comes to close to what they lost, you know. And and their best move was re-signing Fred Van Vliet, who's not a franchise saver. He's a good player, but he's not a franchise saver, you know. That's actually like when I was when I did when I was working on my list. I when I went through the Raptors right after I went through the Celtics, and I'm like, mm, they have similarities. They both lost. They both lost significant players for nothing, and they both re-signed. You know, their best respective player. Well, no, not uh, Toronto's best player is is Spicy P, but they both re-signed. You know, solid players for them. But the difference is the Raptors re-signed Fred VanVleet, who's not a franchise saver. The Celtics re-signed. Jason Tatum, who is a franchise saver, so 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 I think that for the Raptors, it's just a straight C minus, man. Like losing Ibaka and Gasol, not replacing them with anybody of 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 equal talent, you know, with stuff. Especially because the Lakers gave up McGee to sign Gasol, so you know why couldn't they have worked out a sign and trade where they send McGee to Toronto and get Gasol back, you know, something like that. Uh, uh, they could, you know, they could have worked it out, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Masai Ujiri is known as a good GM, but man, I don't know what he's doing. He fumbled the bag this offseason. Yeah, no, I hear you, but yeah, no, it was it was definitely tough this offseason, but yeah, see, man, it's not a good offseason for 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 the Raptors. Tell me who you got next. All right, so next we got the Seventy Sixers, man. So. I I went ahead and gave the 76ers a B because they they drafted they drafted Ty, to Tyrese Maxey the 21st pick J- traded for Danny Green traded for Seth Curry traded for T- uh, Terrence Ferguson and Tony Bradley signed Dwight Howard but they lost Al Horford lost Josh Richardson lost Alec Burke and the reason why I gave them a B is because they finally now have shooters around Ben around around uh, uh, Ben Simmons because. Everybody knows Ben Simmons cannot shoot to save his life. So has disrespecting JJ Redick though. <laughs> but now, but uh, multiple shooters is with, with. I don't want to. I, I I say this on ice. 
Danny Green is a shooter. So sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> something he's not a shooter every game. Exactly, but so so I, I say this real real carefully. But Danny Green can be a shooter, so like that's a great addition to to leave around Ben Simmons. Seth Curry is a great addition to leave around Ben Simmons because now that opens up the lane for Ben Simmons. That allows Ben Simmons to because then you can't clog the lane. You know the same way you guard Giannis, you, you just clog the lane. That's the same way they would guard Ben Simmons. I know you've seen that famous video of LeBron going under the screen and just hanging out at the hoop waiting for Ben Simmons to shoot. Yeah. But <clears throat> with shooters, with shooters around you, you you can't clog the lane because you you can't leave a Danny Green wide open. Maybe on the Lakers you can. You can't leave you can't leave a, a Seth Green a, a Seth Green Seth Curry wide wide open because that's cash from deep. So I think that that's great yeah. for the 76ers. Finally, allows their offense to have more fluidity. So I am I am that's a great analysis by the way, but I'm a little shocked right now because when we're talking about who's the best team in the East, the Sixers are actually my best team in the East with their offseason moves. So I thought you were gonna tell me the Sixers. No, for no. Me it's the Sixers. I would tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Let me tell you why, Sway. Let me tell you why. Uh they picked up Dwight Howard on a minimum deal. All right, Dwight Howard's better than a minimum player. Showed that last season. They picked up Danny Green. They picked up Seth Curry. They got rid of Horford in his contract. Horford is not the player he used to be, and he's getting paid like he used to play, but not how he plays now. And they got Doc Rivers. That's a solid, like, look, they upgraded their coach. They got a solid backup for Joel Embiid. They got, like you said, shooters around Ben Simmons. They've addressed almost every position they needed. The reason I gave them, I gave them an A minus, and tell you my grade, I gave them an A minus and not an A plus because. Dwight, Danny Green, and Seth Curry are good. They're not great. They're, they're, they're good additions, but it's not some amazing groundbreaking work that Daryl Morey did here. But still, they're good players, and that's an A-. minus. Like I, like I said, I had the Hawks as my best team. Off, off, off the dome, I said, oh, the Hawks had the best offseason in the East. But really, in my opinion, it was, it was the Sixers. They addressed everything they needed. And look, now they're going to have uh, 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 Joel Embiid. I'm not going to go through the starting lineup in my head, but probably Joel Embiid. Goodbye. Excuse me, Tobias Harris, uh, 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 Danny Green, Ben Simmons. I don't know who, who would start at the three or at the four if you move Tobias Harris to the three. But they, so the, and then they have a good bench, a good bench unit. Seth Curry, they got Dwight Howard. You know, they have they have a, a decent enough team. I think is, is Josh Richardson still there? No, he he just got traded away no. in this in this soft season. Okay, okay. Because I was gonna say if they had Josh Richardson too, like that's a solid team. But but anyway, yeah, I had him. I had him as my best team of the East. So I'm really curious to find out who you got in your best team as the East now, because it's not the Sixers. I don't know who it is, man. I got my best my best team in the East. I, I'm realizing now is really gonna blow your mind. But I, I I know I understand. I know why they are. We'll get there when we get there. Moving on to the next team, we got the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Moving on to the next team, man. We got the Charlotte Hornets, man. So everybody know I, I gave him a B minus, and everybody knows they drafted Lamelo Ball, signed Gordon Hayward, and and was able to bring back Bizback Biombo. Uh, but again, lost lost Dwayne Bacon, which hurts. Uh, just want to bring this up. It's kind of I don't even know who this guy is, but they lost some player named Ray Spalding. It's kind of funny because that's the name of the ball. <laughs> so it's a little ironic there. Uh, but again, I gave him. Remember, remember, you said you only didn't make it into the league because they used Spalding instead of Wilson balls. Are they, yeah. are they switching to Wilson now? You're gonna have no more excuses. <laughs> it's, it's, you have no more. Excuses. 
No, it's, it's not it's, to hide or anything. It's it's because when I when I was younger, it's because they didn't they didn't happen when I was younger. Uh, uh, like the window's closed now. The window's closed. Sorry. All right, but, go ahead. Go ahead. But uh, so the reason why I gave him a B minus because now I think that the Hornets are actually real uh, playoff contenders. I think now they are real playoff contenders. But the reason why I could not give them higher than a B minus is because oh my god, they overpaid Gordon Hayward. They paid Gordon Hayward like he's like he's a superstar today. Like he's not they they pay Gordon Hayward like he's not thirty one. Like in four years he's not gonna be thirty five years old. That's, I was like, what are you guys doing for that? But Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. He he has some up his sleeve. He's doing that. But uh, so yeah, so I gave the Hornets a B minus. Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan on the court, not Michael Jordan an owner. Uh, I'm gonna get to it. Finish 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 your skit because I'm gonna get to it. That's it. That's it. I gave him a B minus. What, what what you got? I got him as at a C plus. They got Gordon Hayward, which is good. He's a good player. But they, yeah, way overpaid for him. They kind of needed to, which they needed to if they wanted to get him. But still, way overpaid. 120, and, and right? Because you remember, yeah, Kemba was willing to stay if they would have paid him. But they wouldn't pay Kemba. Kemba was way Terry. better than Gordon Hayward has ever been. They paid Scary Terry. One thing scary about him is that contract. Uh, uh, they, they, they were Kemba would have stayed if they would have paid him. They didn't pay him like he, they should have, so he left. And but now they pay Gordon Hayward. It makes zero sense. Jordan might be one of the worst owners in the league. Take it personal. I hope you're listening. He might be one of the worst owners in the league. And I don't know how Mitch Kupchak still has his job. Like I really, I really don't. I really don't. Like and, and drafting Lamelo Ball was good, but also there, there were three standouts in this class: Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, and Lamelo Ball. He was the only one left out of the three. You know what I mean? Like, like, like they have other good players in the draft. Like, you know, like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, Obi Toppin. But, but, uh, but, but still, like, you weren't going to draft any of those players above the middle ball. Like, there was a solidified top three. You know, you know, those, those three players are going three in some order. So it's only one of them left to pick. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, good job picking what everybody already knew. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't get, I don't give them huge kudos on on draft picks. Like, I think, I think, for you to be to re, for a front office to receive credit in getting draft picks, you gotta do, you gotta, you know, find some stars late in draft. Cal Kuzma, like I'm not saying Cal Kuzma is a superstar, but like he's he was not. He, there's not twenty, yeah, that's not twenty seven players better than him in in that draft class. Taylor Horton Tucker, second round pick, and you see how he's going. Even though you, I know, I know you don't rock with Tht. But THC is that boy. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I'm skeptical. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. No, he was the last pick overall. Yeah, that's a gem. You know what I mean? Anybody in the second round that makes a name for themselves is a gem, basically. So, yeah, you, you you have a third pick and you draft a top three player. It's, you know what I mean? And some teams will still screw that up like the Lakers did. They drafted Lawson when they could have had De'Aaron Fox, when they could have had Jason Tatum. You know what I mean? But then you have teams, again, using the Lakers as an example, they'll pick up those late round gems. But look, I mean, Thomas Bryan is a solid player. He was a late, he was a late pick. Uh, uh, Thomas Bryan was a late pick. Uh, Zubak was a late pick. Kuzma was a late pick. THT was a late pick. They're all good players that were picked later than they should have been, you know? Yeah. So uh, uh, it's all like, that's when I'll give credit to a front office. But when you have the third pick and you draft the third best player in the draft, you know what I mean? Shows me that you can play NBA 2K career mode. That's it. <laughs> All right, By the way, all right. talk to me. Talk to me about the being the best trader in two K career mode. Stop the cap. I'm into trade. 
Rob Palinka came to me asking for advice last offseason. He's like, Junior, I know you do such good work with your trades, man. Like, tell me, what can I do to, to just sign AD and sign this team? Tell me what, Junior, please. We need some information. Stop the cap. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Tell me who you got next. So for the net, the next I got the I got the Nets. I gave I gave the Nets a C. Uh, the reason why I gave the Nets a C is because you know they traded for traded for Larry Shaman, traded for uh, signed Jeff Green, uh, lost but lost Garrett Temple, lost Tyler Johnson, lost Jamal Crawford, Justin Anderson, Michael Beasley, Wilson Chandler, uh, and the reason why I gave them a C is because they lo- they lost uh, like a bunch of they lost a bunch of guys, but. Again, like, like all the guys I listed are kind of like they don't really do much on on the court, and and I get it. You know the Nets are in now win now mode, so I guess which is which is why I understand why they gave up so many players. But uh, but yeah, I give them a C because I, I don't think they got that much better. I think they just they're really the same now. If anything, how you feel about the Nets? Here? So for the Nets, I give them a C. Uh, I think they didn't bring anybody significant in or out. Bringing in Landry Shemit was nice, but overpaying Joe Harris was not. And that's what they did. They, they, they gave him more money than they needed to. Um, but, you know, I'm like you said, they're in win-now mode. I'm curious to see how it's going to work out with Kyrie and KD. They're obviously, you know, two of the top players in the league. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. How's KD going to look after that Achilles? You know, it's be interesting to see. KD, KD's a monster. He's a walking bucket. So I'm sure he'll still be real, real good. But I'm curious to see, is he going to be that KD that we knew? Is it going to be a step down? Because, I mean, even a hobble of KD is still, like, a top, like, 15 Crazy. player in the league. Yeah. So, so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And, I mean, that's me being generous of 15. It's tough because right now there's just so many talents. It's hard to say he's top 10 hobbled. But healthy KD is top five. Like, so we just, we're just going to have to see kind of what's happening with, uh, with you know, how, 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 he, how he looks. In the, in, you know, in, the, in the regular season, not just in the preseason. But, anyway, I got him in the C. Who you got next? All right, next we I got the Chicago Bulls, man. I I, I gave Chicago Bulls a D. Didn't really do much besides lose lose Chris Dunn. You know they signed Gary Temple and lost Chris Dunn, and Chris Dunn was a great starting point guard for them. Uh, so that that's really all they did, to be honest with you. So that, that's why I gave him I gave him a D. How you feel about that? I gave him a C minus. So no one significant in or out. Losing Chris Dunn for losing Chris Dunn for nothing is tough. Uh, bringing in Garrett Temple is something, but it's not much. But what I actually – the reason why I gave him a C-minus and not a D is because they were able to actually stave off all the Zach Levine to the Lakers rumors. Because I don't know if you remember that, but that was actually popping last season. Yeah. That they were like, oh, Zach Levine wants out. Not, not even necessarily to the Lakers, he just wants out of Chicago. And Zach Levine wants out. And this, you didn't hear a noise about that this offseason. So they were able to keep all that off the table and 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 take care, handle that business. You know, sometimes we look so much at who do they bring in, who do they lose, but we don't look at who they, were they able to retain, who were they able to you know keep on the roster and 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 not lose in in a sense. I mean, I guess I kind of, kind of contradicts what I say. Who do they bring in, who do they lose? But I mean, like, who do they keep satisfied? Is, is I guess is what I'm saying, right? Because if, if Levine isn't talking, that means maybe you know he's okay with giving the Bulls another go. We'll we'll, we'll see how it goes, but. I think that that's the reason why, you know, it's not, oh, groundbreaking offseason. They kept Zach Levine, but it's a little bit of a step above for me just because they were able to, you know, push off all the rumors and keep them going. Okay, so so just just a quick question for you. So you, you said that something that's important on a team is, like, how happy you keep a player in, like, to, to keep a player in. Like, that's something that you mentioned that's, that you would agree is important? Yeah. 
Okay, so since since that's the case, I am going to break stride. And I, I had the Pacers next, but I'm not doing the Pacers. I'm doing the well, best. The Pacers is a team that does that too. And I'm well, doing, go ahead. Tell me. Tell me. I'm doing the my, I'm telling you my number one Eastern Conference offseason moves Ooh. who had number who had number one. The Pacers were supposed to be next, but we'll do the Pacers later. The number one, and one of the reasons is is because you said it before you freak out, I gave the Bucks an A. I gave the <laughs> I gave the Bucks an A. Listen, talk to me. Listen, listen, listen. So let, let me tell you why. One reason is because of that. Is because that you just listed right there. They were able to keep their star player happy in Giannis, right? But I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll, I'll connect all the dots. So they traded for Drew Holiday, which is absolutely amazing and helps their team like 100%, right? They were able to sign DJ Augustine, sign Nick Stoxis, Nick and sign Bobby Portis. Again, something that hurts is they, is, is they lost Eric Bledsoe. They lost, they lost Wesley Matthews. They lost George Hill, lost Robin Lopez, lost Frank Mason, lost Cal Corver. Lost a, a, a bunch of players, a lot of guys. But then again, besides Eric Blesso and George Hill and Wesley Matthews, none of those guys are really doing anything. Uh, but so, the, so, so they, lost a, they lost a lot of shooters, you know, on and, off, and on and off the bench. And they need shooters around Giannis. So that, that hurts. But the reason why I gave them the A is because – I know they they choked in the playoffs, but the number one defense just got better. The number one defense just signed Drew Holiday, someone who's one of the most underrated guard defenders. The number one defense just signed Bobby Portis, who's one of the most craziest defenders. Just his eyes are like this big, and he just <laughs> Bobby Portis just knocks people, push people over. Yeah, but that that's that Ron Artest intimidation factor. So they got so they got they got they got they signed. They were able to the number one defense were able to, was able to add Bobby Portis. The number one defense was able to add Drew Holiday. And so, so that, that's that's one of the reasons why I gave him the A. Another reason why I gave him the A is because, like how you mentioned, they were eight, signing Drew Holiday. I think, in my opinion, solidified Giannis staying. If they wouldn't have signed Drew Holiday, I think Giannis might have been gone because he would have been like, okay, well, I, I like, what are you offering me? You know what I'm saying? What are you offering me? And that that move right there was like, boom! Look, we we're offering something. We're not going to be the same as we were last year. And they were showing Giannis something, and that's something that kept him happy. And that that right there alone can be the reason why a because to lose to lose Giannis that hurts. Like that that would they would they might have got an F if they lost Giannis because you got to do with a player like that. You got to do anything yeah. in your power possible to keep him right. Everything. So so. Uh, so and, and my third and final point as to why they got an A is because so they had Eric Bledsoe and George Hill as as the, the the two guards the one off the bench guard and being George Hill and the starting guard being Eric Bledsoe. Now they have Drew Holiday, which is better than Eric Bledsoe, as a starting guard, and DJ Augustine, which is better than than George Hill as a bench as as the coming off the bench guard. So I think that like in every way possible. They got better. Drew Holiday can shoot the lights out, can defend. DJ Augustine can shoot the lights out, can't really defend. He's like five nine. But but so 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 that that's why like they they kept Giannis, it gives them an A. They were able to get better a backup guard and a starting guard, and they and they made the number one defense even better. So to me, the 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 Bucks took it no doubt in the East. How you feel about the Bucks, Junior? 
All right. So you actually convinced me a bit. You convinced me a bit. You brought us some good points. So I'm going to tell you, I actually had written this before Giannis resigned, but I updated something. So I'm going to tell you this. So they made some good moves, but you forgot one big thing. They fumbled big time Bogdan Bogdanovich. Remember, they were actually going to get him. Remember? Yeah. And somebody just kept talking way too much, and they ended up getting just that, that trade fell through. So at first, I agree. It looked like they were going to get an A. They got Drew Holiday. They were about to get Bogdanovich. All they needed to do was re-sign Giannis, and they would have had an A-plus offseason. They would have done all three of those things. Then when I wrote this, they had done one of those three things because they lost Bogdanovich. They got Drew Holiday, but they had re-signed Giannis at the time. So I had dropped him to a C because they didn't lose Giannis yet. They had just, they had just, uh, 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 they just hadn't re-signed him yet. So it was taking long. He was talking to the media. I mean, I know you've seen some of the interviews. He, the way he was talking, it looks like he wasn't going to be there for very long. Uh, um, and they gave up a lot to get Holiday. Like I think they paid the, the they paid the 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 Pelicans a not as good but a comparable package to what the Lakers gave the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is miles better than Drew Holiday, Definitely. and they gave him. I think that the 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 Bucks actually gave up more picks, but, but not as many assets. Right, like Brandon Ingram, obviously being the standout asset in the Anthony Davis trade. But but honestly, I said I said this initially. If Drew Holiday gets Giannis to resign, which you brought up that point, and I agree that that was a big factor. It doesn't matter what they paid for Drew Holiday. They could have given him everybody if they got Giannis to resign. But and they did, so I bumped them from then to a B, to a B, because they were able to keep Giannis, which is great. That bumps them up an entire letter grade. But like you said, losing Bledsoe, losing West Matthews is going to hurt them too. Um, I, I think that West Matthews was able to give them that shooter presence, and he's a decent enough defender. Bledsoe is a good guard that they that they lost as well. So I agree, Drew Holiday is an upgrade. So looking at the whole, looking at the picture as did their starting five get better? I think their starting five did get better, but that that came at the cost of depth, and that and that came at, at the same time. It's not as good as it could have been because they had Bogdanovich done and then just screwed it up. You know what I mean? So 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 had they gotten all those three things, they would have gotten a a an A and a an A plus an A. If they would have gotten none of those things, they would have gotten an F or a D. They, if they would have gotten one of those things, I had them in a C. So now with Rissani Giannis, I bring them to a B. That's kind of how I rationalized my way to it. So I agree. They had a good offseason, but I still don't think it was a more significant change to, than the Sixers did, in my, my opinion, because I think the Sixers significantly improved, whereas I feel that the Bucks really – I mean, it really just drew holidays as an improvement. It was, it's a good improvement. He's significantly better than who was running the one for – I think it was Bledsoe that was running the one Bledsoe, for last yeah. year. But it was a significant improvement over Bledsoe. But that's it. You know what I mean? Holiday's out. Giannis is out. You know, what you're going to get? And is Holiday even that good of a shooter? Yeah, he is a good shooter. He shoots, yeah. shoots like 30, I mean, 35% from three. Okay, that's fair. I think he's a good shooter, but I don't think he's, you know, he's a outside shooter or anything that's going to be like, wow, we really need to now protect the paint from Giannis and protect the outside from, from, from Drew Holiday. You know what I mean? I feel like you got to respect the shot for sure. But it's not like oh you got to like he's a pure shooter you know what I mean like a like a like a Gallinari or 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 somebody who only shoots you know yeah so 
We'll see. But I, I had him at a B, B plus. But you definitely convinced me more because if it wasn't for what you said, I probably would have had him at a B minus B instead of a B B plus. Yeah, man, the Bucks. Yeah, and I think the Bucks had a great, great off season. But let's let, let's go back to our original to our team. We we're supposed to do. Let's go back to the Pacers, man. So I gave the Pacers a C. Again, the Pacers didn't really do much besides draft Cassius Stanley's and. Lo- but then they did lose T.J. Leaf. Uh, they're similar players, so then to me, then in my eyes, they don't get any better or worse. We'll see what Cassius Stanley ends up being like. He's he was good in high school, but again, that's high school. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that, that's what I have with Pacers. What do you have on the Pacers? I got him at a C as well, and actually, that was a team that we actually talk about keeping a star player. Uh, that was what they did with on all the depot. There was unrest that he wasn't going to be on the Pacers very long. They were able to keep him. Now, granted, you know, he was recovering from injuries and stuff, so it's like he doesn't have had that much leverage to be like, oh, well, give me this or I walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, you know, I, I think that they were able to keep Oladipo, but aside from that average offseason, didn't bring anybody in significantly in or out. They were able to keep, they were able to keep Justin Holiday as well. Uh, so that's another solid point for them. And I honestly, I give them – for that, I give them a C. I think they had an average offseason. Okay, I got you. All right, let's 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 talk let's talk about the Mecca of basketball, man. Let's talk about the Knicks. I gave the Knicks a B minus. I gave the Knicks a B minus because you know they drafted they drafted Obi Top uh Obi Toppin Toppin, I think that's his name, how you say it. Oh it's not pronounced Obi? I think I, I think it's Ob Obi Top Toppin. I'm pretty sure it's Obi Toppin. Obi. You said Obi and I was like, Oh, I thought it was Obi, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't Mr. know. Toppin. I don't know. Mr. Toppin, yeah, the eighth pick. Uh, they traded for Amari Spellman, J- Jacob Evans, sign, uh, sign Alec Burke, Nerlens, uh, Nerlens Noel, Austin Rivers, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist. Uh, but the re- and the reason why I gave him B minus is because, I, I mean, the Knicks suck. The Knicks absolutely suck. They haven't been good since like ever. Since like since like not even when Melo and Amari were there, they weren't even good. Um, well, and they, but they, they were good back then. They were a little respectable. They were making the playoffs. They were making. Didn't they go to the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't know. What year? At some point. <laughs> Maybe in, in the last yeah. 90 years. <laughs> yeah, in the 90s. But but let me find out. Let me find out. I think they went deep in the East, at least to the, at least to the, at least to the semifinals, at least. But I'm, I'm going to find out. All right, uh, but, but the re- but the reason why I gave them a B minus is because they, I, I at least they understand. Like I, I think I think the best way to heal a bad team is to have self awareness to understand where you are. At least they understand. Like we are a bad team, so let's just plan for the future. And you can clearly see that that, that they're planning for the future. Because check this out: R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, Kevin Knox, Dennis Smith Jr. Miles Paul, Nerlens Noel, all these guys are all under 25. All these guys are all under 25. So it's like they have all this young talent. Who knows? One of them, one of them, could, one of them could be something great, you know? And all these guys are super young. And I think that that self-awareness to understand, like, all right, we're not making a run anytime soon. Clearly nobody wants to come to New York. Let's just plan for the future, you know? So, and that's exactly what they did. So that's why I give them a B minus because that self-awareness is important. How do you feel about the Knicks? Yeah, I, I gave him a C plus. You know, like you said, they got Obi Toppin, they got Nerlens Noel, Michael Kigil, Chris Burks, and if honestly, if they could get those players playing at a respectable level, they could make they. Could, 
I know it's going to sound a little crazy, but they might even be, might even be able to make a fight for the for play for one of the last playoff spots. The East is so weak. The East is so weak. Like me, you, and three more random people could put together the clutch talk team, and we could be fighting for a spot in the East. I know, obviously, <laughs> I'd carry the team, but you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, uh, you know, I feel like the East is so weak that honestly, you make some additions and you might be able to do something you know um austin rivers is a good pickup too you know what i mean but i gave him a c plus because i, I you know I, i've been saying when i when i give teams an average grade i said oh they got nobody in or out I, nobody could have gone out you know they had nobody so it's just like uh, uh that's why i just gave him a c plus because no no one could have gone out and they just made a they just made a you know a, a reasonable amount of trades and back to that uh, conference finals thing, I was wrong about that. They made it to the second round in 2012, 2013, and they lost 4-2 to the Pacers. So, so you know, not, not a, uh, you know, a powerhouse by any stretch, but I, I, th- I thought they had done a little better. Because I remember, I mean, when they were in the – when they had Melo winning the scoring title, that was in New York. And so, you know, I, I, thought, um, I remember them doing something, but, you know, it's just the East was really dominated by Celtics – then the Heat, then the Cavs. And that's kind of how yeah. it's been for the past, for the past, you know, decade or so. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I got him at a C plus. Who do you got next? Next team I got is the Orlando Magic. Man, I gave him a C. You know, they, they drafted Cole Anthony with the 15th pick, signed Dwayne Bacon. But like I was mentioning for uh, like with the Bucks, they lost DJ Augustine, which which hurts. You know, that, that's their, their their starting guard and. As of right now, I don't think the reason why I gave them a C is because as of right now, I don't think they got that much better. Like they, all they, in my eyes, all they, and, and until these until these rookies prove themselves, until Dwayne Bacon proved themselves more, until Cole Anthony proved themselves more, all they lost, all they got, all they lost right now is they lost a twelve-year vet in DJ Augustine. You know, that's a twelve-year vet that was a great uh, a Magic player. So that's all I got for them. How do you feel about the Heat? I mean, the, yeah. the Magic. The Magic. I got him at a C as well. You know, like I've been saying, no one significant in or out. But this, I do want to give props to their to their uh, uh, front office because picking up Cole Anthony was a good pick. They got him with the 15th pick. And remember, a couple years ago, he was predicted to be a top 10, top 5 pick a couple years ago. Yeah. So they were able to get Cole Anthony with the 15th pick. And it wasn't – that was – a uh, we'll see if it's a gem. But, you know, like that was a good player to pick up. That was a solid pickup. But aside from that, I think it was probably one of the most average offseasons I've seen this year. Right? Really, losing DJ Augustine, like, yeah, he was a vet, but he also wasn't that good. You know, so it's like it wasn't, it wasn't a, anything significant in my opinion. So, eh, just average C offseason for them. All right, all right. So moving on to the last team. The last team we got here, man, we got the Washington Wizards. I went ahead and gave the Washington Wizards a C+. Plus. Uh, they, traded, they, they, they traded for Westbrook and traded for – they were able. They drafted Cassius, Cassius Winston, which is a good guard. He reminds me of like he reminds me of like a Kyle Lowry, like a big, like bulky, uh, b- bulky guard. Signed Robin Lopez. Signed fat, it. Bro. What? I said, just say fat, bro. <laughs> You're just trying to not. Say, no, I'm just kidding. No, he's not fat. Uh, uh, so, uh, so, signed the, the the Brazilian Mamba, uh, Rato Neto. <laughs> uh, they signed the Brazilian Mamba, so that's good. <laughs> Uh, they but but the, again, <laughs> what hurts, what, what hurts is that they they lost John Wall. 
you know, that that hurts a lot. And I, I'm going to get to this a, a little bit later on, but I don't think John Wall, I don't think Westbrook makes up for John Wall. So I think to me, it hurts a lot to lose John Wall and only get back Westbrook. They lost Shabazz Napier, which which also hurts. He was a great backup guard, great player at UConn. Uh, Gary Payton the second. <laughs> I guess I guess his dad's great. <laughs> his dad's great, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why I gave him the C plus is because is because I can't totally disrespect Westbrook. Westbrook is a quality player. They got a quality player in Westbrook, but they lost John Wall, and I think that John Wall and Bradley Beal they could have worked out. They needed a little bit more time. John Wall's been hurt for the last like two years. John Wall hasn't played hasn't played a basketball game. The last time John Wall, think about this. The last time John Wall and Bradley Beal played together, John Wall was clearly the better player. Like everybody knew, John Wall is the better, John Wall is the alpha dog in in Wall and Beal. Wall and Beal. Now, I don't know if I would say that. I would say I might say Bradley Beal is a better player, right? And and so yeah. they, they go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just agreeing. Go ahead, finish. They, they, so, so they they. They ruined, in my eyes, that that duo of Wall and Beal for for Westbrook and Beal, which I don't even know is going to work out that much, to be honest with you, because I feel like both both Westbrook and Beal are alphas, and 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 it's fine. You, you, it's fine to have multiple alphas on a team, but I feel like every NBA team that has been great, there there has been one top dog. One top dog, at least. At least one top dog calling the shots. Everybody understands, like, all right, that's that's the guy. That's the guy, right? And when it comes down to it, who's going to be that top dog? Who's the alpha? In my opinion, it's Bradley Beal. But I don't, in Westbrook's opinion, it's Westbrook every 10 times out of 10. And so I think yeah. that right there is going to be a problem. I think that will be a problem. And I think that the duo of, of Wall and Beal is way better than the duo of Westbrook and uh, Beal. How do you feel about the Wizards? I give I got them at a B minus, but actually, you said you don't want to you don't want to uh, insult Russell Westbrook, but I think you kind of did because of 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 how, of how of how you place it. First of all, you made it seem like he's kind of a scrub compared to John Wall, but I think Westbrook is the better player between Wall and, and Westbrook. I would rather if it's straight up. I mean, and the, the league thinks so as well because the Rockets got – it wasn't a straight-up trade. The Rockets gave up Westbrook, but they got Wall and a pick. So, in their eyes, Wall plus a pick is equal to one Russell Westbrook, right? John Wall's so, coming off so, injury. So, right. So, that's another reason why I think Westbrook is a better player. Because John Wall's coming off – I think he had two injuries, right? He was just healing up. And then he like slipped in his house and like tore his Achilles or something, right? Something like that. I don't know exactly yeah. what it was, but but so so I gave him a B minus because they got rid of Wall who wanted to leave, okay? And they got the most out of that they could out of the situation, which was Russell Westbrook. You know, it, it, it seemed and it seems like Westbrook wants to be in Washington. He wants to be the main player on the team. So it, it looks like it kind of works out for everyone. They made the best they could out of an okay situation. Uh, they got to keep Davis Bertans too, who no one's talking about, but he's a solid player. Bertans is a solid player, so I think they had an above average offseason. But I think Westbrook is better than than, than Wall because Wall's coming off injuries. And I mean, and Westbrook, I mean, he's won MVP a couple years ago. Like, we got to put a little bit more respect on his name. I know he's Westbrook and he doesn't shoot, but like his game is not shooting. Giannis's game is not shooting, and we know he's solid. Simmons's game is not shooting, and we know he's solid. You know, Westbrook's game has always been athleticism. 
What, you don't think Simmons is solid? Do we think, do we know Simmons is solid? I don't think he's solid at all. I know Simmons is solid. Simmons is a good defender. He's a good facilitator. Simmons is a good player. He's, he's a great He's only good downhill. That's fine. He's a good defender, too. You got to put a little bit of respect on these players, man. Uh, 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 look, um, I, think, I, think, I think Westbrook is not a shooter. He doesn't need to be a shooter. He's, he's an athletic player. I get it. When he was younger, he could explode through defenses, and it doesn't matter if he clogged the paint, he'll just dunk over you. He's not the same anymore, but he still does that to a certain extent. And, uh, um, you know, the only thing that I'd be a little concerned about is not whether the 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 – the, Celt- the, the Celtics, the Wizards got the better player or not. Because I think the Wizards got the better player, but the Rockets got the better deal because they got Wall and a pick, and Wall fits better next to Harden than, than Westbrook fits with, with Beal. Like you said, Beal and Westbrook are both scorers. They can't both be scoring at the same time. You know what I mean? They need to complement each other. Um, and and what matters to them too is let's see if Beal's going to stay because there's rumors that Beal wanted to leave. Then he's like, no, I'm here to stay. But let's see because Westbrook has got a track record of pushing other stars away. You know, I'm not saying he's a bad teammate because a lot of superstars that play with Westbrook actually say he's a good teammate. But also a lot of superstars that play with Westbrook went out. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so, so we saw it twice with Harden. Oh, we saw it twice with Harden alone. And, and then we saw it with KD as well that superstars that play with, with, with Westbrook don't want to play with him anymore. You know, so so we'll see what happens. We'll see if Beal stays, but I think they gave they, the, the Wizards made the best they could out of out of the offseason they had, out of the situations they had. So I gave them a B minus. Got you, got you, and that's it, man. That wraps up our list for today, man. Jenner, we appreciate you coming on here, man. Talking some hoops with us, man. Talking some Eastern Conference offseason, man. It was fun. It was man, real fun. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited for the season to start up. It's gonna be it's gonna be a- so I'm excited, man, for the you know, for the end of the season. It's gonna be a different season, obviously, like I said, it's gonna be shorter and I think it's gonna be a slower pace. If there's no crowds, you know, for the playoffs, then teams might not care about regular season records so much and they're just concerned about, you know, get rest your players as much as possible, but not don't fall out of the eighth seat so you can still make it in the playoffs. But I think this time we're gonna see we can see, you know, like a First round Lakers versus Clippers because one team will care about, you know, regular season, the other one won't. And, it, you know, you can see that in the first round or, you know, a great first round matchup that maybe would have been a conference finals in a regular year could be a first round matchup this year because I think I think this year regular season won't matter that much. It's just players getting prepared for the playoffs, especially teams like the Lakers and the Heat that went deep into the offseason because, you know, they barely got any rest. So they're going to have to rest during the season, you know, so – It'll be an interesting one for sure. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to be on here talking about that as well. That's it, man. Thank you very much for coming for having coming on, Junior. Thank you very much for everybody watching, and stay tuned, man. Go as always, man. Follow Junior on Instagram. We're gonna put it right here, man. As always, follow the Clutch Talk at Instagram for some some daily NBA interactive polls on the story, and and stay. Uh, that's where all the updates, all the podcasts, and all the channel updates are on there. Uh, go ahead and hop on there. Subscribe to the YouTube. Show some love, man. Comment, comment down below who you think is the best team in the Eastern, uh, the best team, best offseason in the Eastern Conference. And that's it, man. We love y'all, man. We out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Thank you. Clutch talk out.